Good morning. Greetings and peace in the name of Jesus, who is a suffering, our suffering servant. If you wish, inside your bulletin, as you know, there's these notes. You want to take notes. There's a quote from Scripture and from Luther that turns our head to today's theme. So I need to ask you, when you go to make a major purchase, when you decide to invest in money, if you need to go to a doctor or a dentist, you need to get some medical assistance, what matters the most to you? The quality of the product? How close the service is? Or your trust in the person? What matters the most to you? The quality? How expensive it is? How close the service is? Or do you trust the person who's providing you with that service? Which one? Go ahead, a little bit louder. Yeah, I heard the trust. No doubt, trust. We trust in people. We trust in people we do business with, especially those we put our, our health in hands into. Trust is huge, building clout. So <clears throat> I want to share with you the 10 most trusted brands in America. All right, let's see if you can guess it. The most trusted brand in America is the what? Did I say postal service. Someone shook their head in an earlier service. Really? Well, we do send our bills, and I know the IRS sends me letters. <laughs> Important stuff does come through the mail, so it's the most trusted brand in America. The next one is Amazon. Second most trusted brand. Then Google. You can see our society has changed. And fourth is PayPal. How much has society has changed in the last 15, 20 years? All electronic um, services. We have most trusted brands in America. Let's continue. The weather. <laughs> yeah, weather channel. Yeah, five-day forecast. Locals on the eights. We're used to that. Let's continue. Most trusted brands in America. Chick-fil-A. All right, there's not one around here, but maybe there will be one day. That's more, in, I think, a little more west, but they'll come here eventually. Chick-fil-A. Hershey. Who doesn't like a chocolate kiss? All right. UPS. Well, they move at the speed of business. Then Cheerios. All right, yeah, they've been around a long time, correct? I'm sure there's some out there right now, all right? And finally, you saw the picture there, what? M&M's, I've been to their factory in Chicagoland, the Mars company. Most trusted brands in America. Now let's talk about the most trusted professions in America. Anybody want to take a guess? Number one, most trusted profession in America, take a guess. Throw it out. I heard it, nurses. Now nurses wouldn't have hospitals, wouldn't have doctors' offices, uh, nurses make the medical profession go round and round. Then, you guessed it, doctors and those who give us uh, prescriptions are who? Pharmacists. Now, this might sound surprising. I'm not sure if we have any out there, but the next most trusted profession in America are high school teachers. Then, let's continue. I'm going to only do seven. You see the picture there. Who? Police officers. Sixth, accountants and... <clears throat> It truly did make the top seven, the most trusted profession in America. <clears throat> what, <clears throat> what is it? Clergy, okay. All right, I had to include that all. However, I didn't think it'd be fair if I didn't share with you the least three trusted professions in America. Anyone want to take a guess? I heard lawyers. So let's, hang on, let's go through it. Least three trusted professionals in America. Uh, third most, journalists. Second most, Car salesmen. Now, no offense when I say the cars. 
Can I guess the least trusted profession in America? Anyone want to take a guess? Who? I heard lawyers, but somebody else, who? Politicians, United States Congress, 8%. Sort of fulfills a saying. You know how you can tell when a politician is lying? How? Their lips are moving. Okay, sorry. I <laughs> me. I'm sure they're trustworthy. Okay. These three prof trusted professionals in America. So God said to him, out of my grace, I'm going to give you anything your heart desires. You tell me your desire, and I'll give it to you. And he desired for wisdom. The ability to make decisions, the ability to pull knowledge and facts together, uh, to, to synchronize, to be eclectic, to use judgment, to evaluate. And he asked God, God offered, and he was given the gift of wisdom. Became so wise, he became an atheist. And he went to the bottom of the pit there, said, I just don't believe in God anymore. And there in the emptiness of nihilistic atheism, there is no meaning in life, he came to that conclusion. There's no meaning in, meaning, meaning in life, so what does it all matter? And he came and rebounded faith in God. So oftentimes, King Solomon says, it seems like everything is meaningless, 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 says a teacher. But God has said eternity in our hearts, and he rebounded in faith, come to know God. And so in his wisdom, he had two women who came to him, arguing that they are the mother of the same child. Now, I know this is a standard American talk show. Never mind, okay? You know, I don't know if you've seen America. Never mind, I'm not going to talk show, okay? We don't know who the mother is. And they came to him. And so wise King Solomon looked at the two mothers, and this was his wise decision. He said, well, if you're both arguing over the baby, how about if I just cut the baby in half, and then they each get a half? And at that, a woman there began crying, had stern concern, real concern about the well-being of the child. He said, no, just give it to her. And Solomon knew who the what? The one who fretted the most, the one who was most um, hurt over harming the baby was the true mother. This is wise King Solomon. And this is what he says to us. Can, can you read? Go ahead. Trust in the Lord. Yeah, that's what wise King Solomon tells us. Trust in the Lord and don't lean on your own understanding. Matter of fact, that's a wonderful verse for us to memorize. Trust in the Lord, lean on your own understanding. See, trust is a tricky thing. Because in this life, we're all given trust. People trust us right off the bat, and we can very easily lose it. Uh, someone said it takes about 20 years to build trust and about five minutes to what? Lose it. And once trust is lost, it's not saying, well, you can trust me now. Trust has to be proven in the wheels of life and the activity of life. When trust is lost, it takes a long time to regain trust. But trust is that of, most, of much clout people we love, people we do business with, people that we're willing to share with. The reality is that all of us here today, we all have hurts and pains inside of us. And we all sometimes wish we can maybe share with someone, but sometimes very hard to find someone that we might trust enough. Do I really trust you if I'm going to be really vulnerable with my life? Are you going to ignore me? Are you going to step on my heart and my soul if I really share with what's deep inside of me? And so oftentimes you don't share because I'm not really sure if the other person's trustworthy. And I believe if you're like me, when we're in a crisis, I think about 10 people who I can go talk to and sort of dump on and sort of vent to. And in my mind, I sort of sort myself down to two or three. It's all based on what? Trust. Who do I trust to really listen and really care and take me serious? 
So I think that's why he came to Jesus, because he saw the miracles of Jesus, he heard the wisdom of Jesus, he heard the authority and the compassion Jesus had, and I had to come to him, and I think you all know him, his name is Nicodemus. And Nicodemus was a Pharisee, so he's sort of like meeting with Jesus, he's sort of like consulting with the enemy. So Nicodemus came to Jesus because he trusted Jesus. I know you're a man from God because no one can do the miracles if God were not with them and there's something special about you, Jesus, and I'm right now trusting in you. I had to go to you at night so no one sees me, so I call him what? Who? Nick at night. So he's doing me with Jesus. He's Nick at night, me with Jesus. No one's going to see me. And Jesus took him to a whole new realm. See, Nicodemus just thought, maybe give me some more wisdom and give me some advice about my life and be able to move on. But Jesus took him to a whole new reality. He says, Nicodemus, I know you want to share some things with me, but I want to give you a great gift. I want to take you into a whole new realm. And what is that? Well, Jesus desires all, not just to be born again, but born from above. Jesus wanted Nicodemus to be in his kingdom because why? Because all of us are what? born of flesh, damned and dead in sins. Jesus told Nicodemus that what was born of flesh is flesh. You must be born from above. Nicodemus, you are not my child yet. If you really want to know me, something's going to have to change with your heart and soul. But what Jesus really wanted to share with him, get his attention, is the love that he had for this lost child. I'm not sure if any of you have been to a youth gathering or to Ohio District Junior High Gathering, but maybe you ran across a group called the Skit Guys. Now, the Skit Guys, they share the gospel, they share the word of God, but they do so in drama. So I think they will deal with this issue of Nicodemus, uh, of us being in a cage of sin and death. And the skit is called, it'll illustrate the grace of God, skit's called the birdcage. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Excuse me, son. Yeah? What have you got there? Got, got some birds, some wild birds. Really? Yeah. Where'd you get them? Got them in the field over there. There's a field with wild birds. Huh. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind my asking, what are you going to do with them? I want to play games with them. Games? Yeah, I can play games with wild birds, yeah. What kind of games? Um, sometimes I like to poke a stick in there, you know, and they'll be like going, gah, 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 like that, you know? And then sometimes I like to rattle up the cage, and they think it's an earthquake, and they love that. What happens to them after you're done playing games with them? Mm, usually I feed them my cat. Yeah, my cat likes wild birds. I'll tell you what, I am fond of wild birds. You are? Yeah, let me buy them from you. You want to buy my wild birds? Yeah. Well, they're no good for nothing. They can't do no tricks or nothing. And when you open this gate, they're just going to fly away. How much? You're serious? I'm very serious. Five dollars. All right. Ten dollars. Okay. Twenty dollars. They're wild birds. They're exotic birds. You found them in a field. An exotic field. All right. That's all I got. See you looking at the cage. Yeah. 
What do you got in there? You know what's in there. Mankind. Found them in the garden. The funny thing is they put themselves in that cage. I had nothing to do with it. So what's your plans with them? I'm gonna play games with them. Games? What kind of games? All kinds of games. I'm gonna put games into their life that they think is gonna bring them so much pleasure that I'm gonna turn the world upside down. I'm gonna make right seem wrong and wrong seem right. And then? They'll be damned for all eternity. My father and I, we're very fond of mankind. I know. We want them to have access to us. So, I'm going to pay for their freedom. You want these humans? Yeah. You know they've promised you everything before. They're going to turn their backs on you. Some will, and some won't. You're serious. Oh, I'm very serious. It'll cost you your tears. I know. Your blood. Yeah. It'll cost you your life. I know. You're willing to give your life. I'm willing to give what it takes. This reminds us about what Jesus did for us on the cross. He picked up that wooden cross and carried it to Mount Calvary because he loved you and me. And so what our Lord gave to Nicodemus was sheer grace. I'm willing to pay the price that you might be saved. I'm willing to pay the price to open up the birdcage to let you out of your own cage of sin, death, and devil. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, so he's very familiar with the Old Testament. Um, and in the Old Testament, God was very faithful to Israel. He delivered them from Pharaoh, he opened up the Red Sea, he took them to, on the way to the Promised Land, he threatened manna from heaven. And at the same time, Israel decided we're going to worship other gods. Quite insulting to God, and God said, I'm not going to tolerate that. And so God sent poisonous snakes among them. Because so they were being bit, they were being killed. And in their punishment, God in mercy said, here we go, God in mercy said, what I'm going to do is I'll put a snake up on a pole. If you look at the pole and trust in me, you'll be saved. And so Jesus uses that. And this is what Jesus shares about the open cage with Nicodemus. Okay? Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. Everyone who believes in him may have what? Eternal life. Nicodemus, just don't trust me. I'll think of Trust me about coming into my kingdom and coming to heaven. Born from above. I'm giving you salvation. So, Jesus' gift, desire, Nicodemus, to be born of the Spirit, born from above. No longer flesh, be saved and be alive in me. A whole new realm, Nicodemus, born from above. Oftentimes, the United States of America, we hear this all the time, are you a born-again Christian? We hear that. So if somebody ever asks you, are you a born-again Christian? Say this, well, yes, I'm born from above. Jesus gave me faith, the Holy Spirit gave faith in me. 
He allowed me to trust that he opened up the cage of sin, death, and the devil and set me free in him. I'm born of water and spirit. Have you been baptized? Been baptized? Jesus says, those born of water and spirit, so she need to keep self, see the kingdom of heaven. Born from above, born of faith. The trust in Jesus who gave his life for us. So I'm, I'm sort of stealing part of Pastor Lauren's illustrations of mine as well. Believe on, not believe in. A lot of people say, I believe in God. Yeah, I believe in God. He has nothing to do with my life. I believe in Jesus, but Jesus has nothing to do with my life. You know, I believe in the China Wall. The Wall of China has nothing to do with me. I believe that there's treatments for arthritis, but it has nothing to do with me. You know, I, I believe, in, I believe in, in the Tokyo Stock Exchange, but it has nothing to do with me. It really doesn't. Believing in something really doesn't have much to do with you unless you believe on it. I believe in God. Don't believe in God. Believe God. Believe in Christ. Don't believe in Christ. Believe Christ. Believe on Christ. So a picture of what here? Niagara Falls. Now, if you know if you've been there before, that was the American Falls. In the background, those are the horseshoes. That was the Canadian Falls. And there's a man who tightrope back and forth. He did it successful, and he amazed the crowds. He said, you believe I can do it? Yes. And he tightrope back. Other crowd went to the other side. The crowd said, believe me, do it? Yeah, he tightrope back. You believe me? Yes. Then he said this, how many are willing to jump on my back next time? So what Jesus says is, jump on my back. Just don't believe in me. Believe on me. Leave me that I was lifted up to save you. Be born from above. Hitch your horse to my island. Trust in me with all your heart, soul, mind. Trust that my death brings you eternal life. Believe, receive the gift of the Spirit, born from above. Believe on me, just not in. You see, we're born from above. We trust in Jesus in our heart. By the gift of the Holy Spirit, we have a different allegiance. My allegiance is no longer to make myself happy. My allegiance is in Jesus. I have a different Lord. My Lord isn't the world. My Lord isn't the devil who says, do your own thing. My Lord is Jesus who gave his life for me. Trust in my heart, I have a different model in life. I'm here to serve. I'm not here to be served. I have a different God. I no longer go by what the world tells me or what the media or TV tells me. I go by what God's word tells me. And that different what? A family. Yeah, we all have flesh and blood family, but not a family of believers. I have two families. I have my biological family and I have you. Same for you. Trust that above Jesus died for me. That's where I'm going to put my hope for my salvation. Born from above, born again. Yes, Lord, this is by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what I believe and confess. And my whole life changes. So is that me? Keep your eyes on the prize. Okay, read this with me. Fix, Fix your eyes upon Jesus, the author and protector of your faith. Yeah. Just like an athlete trains that they might win the Super Bowl trophy, so an athlete trains they might win the gold medal, keep your eye on the prize. Just like a businessman keeps his eye on his profit, or someone building a house or something keeps their eye on what they're building, keep our eyes on Jesus. The author and protector of our faith. That's what he did for us. St. Paul says this. Can you read it with me? Set your minds on yeah. things above. I'm born from above. Look at me. I gave my life to you. Trust on that. Believe on that. Jump on my back. It's trustworthy. It's true. 
See, trust is a funny thing. When the Lord calls us, trust in me. My word is true. My salvation is true. My cross is true. I died for you. Be born from above. Born again. Trust your baptism. Trust me. Trust on me. Oh, heart, soul, and mind. My grace is great. I open the cage for you. I give it for you. So how about this for a closing thought? I am trusting thee, Lord Jesus. Trusting only thee. Trusting thee for full salvation, great and free. I am trusting thee to guide me, thou alone shalt lead. Every day an hour supplying all I need. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen.